I have a few more minutes to say um, some more words in Dharma. So in some sense I feel already I said what I would like to say. But uh, um, this is your tradition here that you have uh, after meditation then you have a little teachings and dialogues. So, <clears throat> so therefore I will um, feel that space. Um, as we all are interested in Buddhist meditations and practice, um, and then we all have our daily life, and particularly for this uh, modern life, maybe each and every one of you have a little bit different styles of way of life and how you um, deal with your everyday life. But there is a kind of a very similar things, very common things we all wishes, happiness, and no wish to be sad. So that is all our common, and everybody's, we, almost we can say we all have the same wish. Um, but sometimes, we um, we don't quite uh, deeply go. Where is this happiness could come from, or sources of happiness, and where is this the sources of uh, sadness or difficulty or suffering? Um, and there are many times that we think is um, the external, the world phenomena, other people making lots of troubles and irritate us. So therefore, they're the cause we make unhappy. So oftentimes we maybe feel more in that way and so, this is somehow in the Buddhist uh, Buddhist teachings says, try to reverse that feeling. Don't worry wise to uh, look every problem that comes from other end somewhere. Look into your own mind. Says. What does my mind look like in every day? While is I'm not practicing, while I'm not meditating, what it look like? While I'm meditating, what it look like? Sometimes make a little comparison in between there. If there is any difference feelings, while meditating or without meditating. If so, then how do I can bring in these little flavors 
energy of while I'm meditating, of my wise openness and uh, happiness and joy, all those into everyday life. So then there is um, tools and methods to try to remember and integrating those wisdom into everyday life. Such things like uh, four immeasurable joys or boundless compassion, kindness, or um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with like uh, six parameters, sometimes there are. So there are many tools in Buddhist. And sometimes we can think, oh, you know, I have a little connection or tools of a Buddhism that I can use in everyday life. Utilize these tools, some methods. That is basically Buddha is taught for to use and reduce the sufferings of our own and other beings. If these tools and wisdom cannot helping or not helping anything about reducing or transforming a mind, that means I think somehow maybe you need to be a little bit different angle and looking into different ways to found until you feel now there is something is opening. Now something that I feel this is a benefit that in my everyday life, interchangings and heart opening, compassions and etc. When we connect with that kind and feel that kind, so then it's basically that is benefit. That is fundamental benefit. So um, if practices and meditations are only to be taking or taking as a kind of a, a, this being nice with the Buddha or you know be inspired with the meditation friends, just like sit. And then that experience, live on the cushion. And then you come to next week, or whenever you come back. Until they're kind of disconnected with that practice. Then I think it's uh, each time, kind of all over, you need to reconnect it. So... You have to see in a way, you know, when we're in our everyday life, our cell phones need to charge when the battery is low. Our cars need to be filled up with the gas sometimes. And our bodies need to be taking all the vitamins, supplies and things to keep be exercised. 
Then why now it's a meditation and practices also as a continue and think, remember that also part of everyday life and do a little bit. If we wait for month or week or something to connect again, so there's a little less chance of a feel strong enough to resonate the whole connections and relaxation in everyday life. So therefore, I think um, this is whatever you call, like teaching or a statement or what else by uh, advice is uh, if you're a practitioner or if you're interested or you just um, maybe, you know, trying out or whatever, it takes a little time to practice, even if you're in trying out. You do, you do need to go a little deeper to try out, to fail. So otherwise, there's not really much um, sense of feeling of what is Buddha's talking, this inner mind. Felt connected with the Buddha nature, sometimes says, which is our awakened mind. According to feel that, mind, undisturbed mind, resting on nature. So then we can feel quality inner quality of a self. Not worry and concern the shallow mind, but it's like, you know, when past that, still being a present with that, but not just, you know, mind and closed, when it's relaxing in that state of openness and feel compassion and kindness. So then it's a or connect there. So then feels like everything is a deep. Everything has a deep connection. And most of Buddha's teaching is the essence of Buddha's teaching. It's, he says like everything is a interdependently arising. So when we feel this interdependent connection, so that's a huge help in our everyday life. Sometimes we felt we're isolated. We're kind of, you know, not a part of others, or others not part of us, or nature is like a kind of some really far away. So, but if we have more, I think, this uh, open and respect and relaxation in the mind, so then it's naturally or automatically or whatever you call. It's kind of getting more closer energy and possibilities of uh, knowing deep depth of one's own nature more. Knowing more depth of one's own nature definitely deepen the relaxation. So... Um, so this relaxation, then this is kind of, you know, I call this as like charging juice. So then it's, this relaxation is kind of, you know, you now you go to daily life and everyday life, and you have a sense of like 
some situations come up and there's a message, there is awareness to remind us, says, this is how you face the situation. And that slows down a little bit to not fast reaction. So it's situations, things stir, you know. Buddha said the teachings and practice won't change, cannot change the phenomena. But mind changed, and then seeing phenomena changing through the mind, that's a similar result of a changing phenomena. But do not expect to change phenomena first. So therefore it's like this, through mind, different view, I think that will helps to soften this uh, sharp corners of uh, situations in every day. It's almost uh, a nice feng shui, you know, <laughs> of that. You try, if you have a certain size of room and you have to have a just fit, perfectly fit furniture or something to make, make whole room and spaces. When you have a more bigger, open-minded, and situations come, but then they're more relaxed, a little bit, you know, less hurting. So therefore, um, what I would like to share is like basically, that's, that's all. No. Would you like to? No, I'll give it to you, please. <laughs> I'm going to give it right back. <laughs> so um, I'm mostly going to be asking Rinpoche questions, really just to draw out different pieces of the teaching, which I think will be useful and helpful. And So Rinpoche, um, one of the, the things that stands out in your book, the, the seven stages of meditation, is and you and it came out in the in the in the meditation you led earlier was the there's a you're using relaxation as a very foundational as a foundation but also as a doorway to deeper deepening presence you could say so and which is a beautiful and necessary doorway and for many people and especially, I'd say, in the beginning, but also if someone's going through a stressful ang- situation in their lives where there's a lot of anxiety or fear or whatever, that relaxation isn't necessarily so available or accessible. So I'm wondering what you would say, either for those who are new to practice, who that relaxation is not so accessible, what what uh, practices or advice, or you, you talk one about about uh, you know, understanding the mind is one support for relaxation. But I'm just curious if, if you could say more about that piece, because that seems very uh, foundational. <clears throat> um, the person has situations and stress um, and difficulties. To finding a relaxation is hard. Not that easy, you're right. So that's uh, uh, my this uh, the fifth 
is a, says open mind meditation. So first, actually, I goes with this open mind. You know, try to open, open for yourself to kind of feel free, feel okay. First, open, and this, if you know what happens, this open part. Then even try to feel relaxation or a bodhicitta or this everything is kind of you know almost uh, like high wall <clears throat> that you try to climb and looking in there you maybe sometimes it's a success to see a little bit but maybe not as like a relaxed way to be there consistently so. <clears throat> Um, this open mind meditation is try to access to mind can be a little bit less busy and uh, more willingness. The willingness. I think that willingness of uh, open up then just emitted see of that openness the willingness for open, then it's a, the quality of that is could become as a relaxation right there. And then from that kind of recharge, again continuously, then maybe there's accessing more relaxations from that. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then continuously, maybe, you know, more goes into bodhicitta or warm heart, so, which is more continuously. But this uh, uh, relaxation part, I think you need to start with this uh, open-up mind first. Mm-hmm. That's what I um, felt. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, there's a, so when any event like we have here at Spirit Rock, there's a there's a range, as I mentioned to you, that we may have people who <coughs> this is the first time they've meditated, <coughs> and there may be some people here. I look around the room, people who've been meditating for ten, twenty, sometimes thirty years, um, and um, so what you were guiding us in in the book, uh, in the meditation, which uh, in the book was the 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 la- the, la- the latter meditations right? your pure mind I forget exactly the, the names um, non conceptual awareness and I'm curious for people who feel like they're quite stabilized in samatha which is concentration gathered mind and vipassana insight practice which we do here as the primary practice um, I would curious to hear you speak a little more about uh, the how how you guide students who are grounded in say the first four practices the samatha and vipassana mm-hmm. and say a little more about non conceptual awareness um, which is what you were guiding us in <clears throat> today so I also would like to add on later things on the first question about the getting relaxation thing so when people are in difficulty. This meditation have a seven uh, chapters. First, I start with really um, looking in the body and physical, is uh, um, which 
you could also add on like uh, yogas and movement. When sometimes your body mind is agitated or body is like too energetic or either mind is too energetic, sometimes both at the same time something happens. Then if you try to sit and meditate, it's so hard to sit. So better kind of, you know, running around with your house or a park or something that you to to physically really to kind of, you know, body to a little bit that ready for seats. And something like that, it goes in the physical. So then the mind is different. The much easier and push it to sit quietly there. So there is something like that because of that. Um, the first ones we takes a lot of, you know, encouragement says to looking in the body and meditate, feel meditation within the body. So I think a, a lot of here. So that is do, maybe you do it here as well. Well, a lot of people will do some kind of physical practice like yoga, like qigong, right? As a, as a support for then allowing the body to find that ease, which is a better doorway into meditation. Yeah, that is also, I think, some kind of, you know, could be other opener for relaxation also, you know. So then it's, uh, your second question is about the uh, non-conceptual meditation. So... Um, and, and maybe just unpacking what that word means to you, non-conceptual, non-conceptual okay. awareness, which is a little, you know... I yeah, non-conceptual awareness or non-conceptual thoughts or whatever. So, which is uh, basically do less. You know, when we are meditating, oftentimes, oh... We enjoy, appreciate with uh, if there's any this uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, blessing, non thoughts, and clarity, or any experience of meditation or something like you know uh, more appreciative. So just suddenly says, "Oh, welcome." Yes, now I've been ten years meditating. This is what I'm looking for. Or sometimes say it's the opposite, you know. I meditate so l- how long. Having this kind of uh, thoughts and uh, disturbing mind, go away. <laughs> and uh, you not belong to my level. I've been this many years meditate, you know. What are you doing here? Goes to those uh, new beginner meditators <laughs> place to play with them. So there, like a strong, sometimes uh, this uh, impulse or whatever you call like to uh, make that take reactions. Then actually, it's really worsen the thought. The whole process is kind of you know disturbing. So there, for this uh, non-conceptualization um, awareness of thoughts in the mind like this, wherever experience that you felt during the meditation, you're not invoking them, 
and you're not blocking them. Let it be as it is, whatever arises in the mind. Do not make any judgment. Just let freely. In this case, you could maybe easy, a little easy to understand. You could be a little bit, uh, there's observation or witnesses like to be present with, you know, but not get up and do some fixed things. So letting passing through the thoughts. And then you can see sometimes thoughts, it's first like not really good look thoughts. And then at some point, if you be a patient or relax open enough, then it's well, you can, you know, visual energy of this to recognize us and this, they're liberating. And then it's a, hold this liberation forces of this thought by itself. It's become part of energy of meditation. That is the important part. So then your meditations not become a dullness or a dullness, you know. There is sometimes you have to be a little bit, be careful, you know, when meditation is, I think, you know, um, says particularly people used to be some concentration styles or something. And then suddenly you, uh, you know, open this says, and then fell asleep or something happened. And that means you have to be more relaxed and looking the awareness of relaxation to being with the awareness. So then I think there is a, a quality of non-conceptualization. Energy and thoughts flows freely. So that is basically, you know, the simple um, explanation. So uh, another thing that comes to mind is uh, when I was reading your book, um, your and, you, and again you spoke to it in the meditation. Your uh, emphasis on both the heart and bodhicitta, which is the aspiration to relieve the suffering of all life. And I'm just curious about how you understand and 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 how uh, how you how both how you understand the importance of the cultivation of the heart or bodhicitta within these practices and how relevant that is for people here in their own meditation practice the the, the role of the heart and then the 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 deeper layer of that which is bodhicitta. Um. <clears throat> When we are med- meditate, and of course, some point is scaled with the concentration, and pretty good with the uh, stable the mind. But then is uh, this uh, I call this essence. The essence of meditation or practices is to really uh, feel the heart openness the feel energy of meditation. If, if you like to feel the energy of meditation, then there is uh, this uh, um, this access or the door that you should be open that this is about heart, heart opens, the energy that can uh, 
uh, you can express that energy, loving kindness or warmth energy through the, your heart openness, or observe or taking in that energy from others or nature to feel a oneness connection. When you feel closer or oneness connection, so then the energy is really uh, feel much more relaxed and wider. So this is uh, I recognize as a bodhicitta waking awareness energy. So um, concentration mind, concentrated mind, or clear this uh, stabilized mind with this energy of openness, then I think it's like really amazing outside, inside, both kind of, you know, beauty of uh, uh, stabilization in there. So sometimes, you know, one or the other is by itself, sometimes in like a little lonely, you know. (laughs) So there is uh, like... uh, you're missing. So, uh, you know, you're traveling in a somewhere like, you know, unknowing uh, these places by yourself without knowing anything where you're going. And sort of, there's not much sight in there. So, therefore, I think it's uh, this heart um, openness or bodhicitta in meditation is necessary. That's a my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's lovely to hear. So, so what do you think the the most uh, effective way is for people to cultivate that heart quality, since it's so well, central and also <coughs> so delicious? I think two places that need to focus. One place in the cushion and meditation practice. Really, you have feel. Remember to it. Remember of, you know, feel that connection during the meditation. The other place in everyday life. So try to exercise any smallest you had or like experiences. Whatever glimpse of really this warm heart openness, just do push it with that, nourish it with that, and try it to grow better and to exercise with that everyday life. So this is, I think, two places that could be, you know, uh, generated. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. So what, one more personal question, and then I think we probably have to... Now, uh, what time is it? I can't... Anyway. It's a nine. Oh, it's just nine. One. Okay, we can, no, we got, we got more, we got more time. <coughs> um, I'll ask it anyway. Um, so uh, for yourself... Um, um, what do you love about what do you love about meditation practice? Like, what's for your own, what's your personal like? I'm just curious. Yeah, I think um, now I understand. I think I'll yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just read a book about meditation, so you obviously like to do it. <laughs> um, actually, I'm not sure. I'm, I like to do it every day. That's a, you know. <laughs> but the <clears throat> I feel that uh, meditation practice, this uh, bodhicitta 
in the Buddha Dhamma's teaching has a really great impact and a gift that uh, kind of uh, life uh, feels more possible and makes it like there is a great companion that when you're uh, in the situations or every day, that's kind of, uh, you have some support that you feel that, you know, I'll be okay. I was this kind of, there is something like, a, I can't quite tell what it looked like, but there is something to um, make this uh, feel good, not lonely. Mm. It's like a, something that accompanies you wherever you go. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Mm. Mm. Sounds like a refuge. Yeah. Question? Okay. Um, who has the mic? Do we have, can we can I get a mic here? Oh, you got it right there. So Shada has a question. <coughs> I, I planted people <coughs> in the audience to ask really hard questions. No, just kidding. Really easy. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't plant the question. You just yeah, yeah. <laughs> in I'm case trusting I, had, I had one. Um, in you, you speak. You spoke a lot about openness. Rinpoche, and I'm wondering, when you speak about openness, are you referring to, I I'm little, want you to say a little more about what that actually means, because the openness, is it like, when I think about it, it's like a relaxing my mind. Sure, yeah. Yeah? That's so it's, so yes. it is like a relaxation of the mind. Is that, so wonder if you could say more. Um. One thing is yes, uh, relaxing in the mind. And sometimes we just buy that only to relaxing our mind. It's sometimes we go to just pointing in that mind, where is, um, goes into almost a smaller area. So, not that. The open is a uh, it includes often a relaxed mind, but relaxed mind to feel openness and also like kind of trust to have a really test to self. Everything is okay. Everything is meditation. All this is a beautiful environment that you should open and nothing, anything is holding back to really feel completely to meditation body, mind, spirit, everything. So just not um, uh, this kind of, you know, pointing only for the mind opens, which is in a way mind open, but it's a uh, bigger kind of whole completion. Something like that. Yeah. So it sounds like not resisting. Not, mm-hmm. not resisting. So allowing... Inviting, yes. Not resisting everything, yes. Yeah, it's kind of like that. <coughs> mm-hmm. Including, I sometimes make jokes, and including, you know, cell phone rings. Uh, do you ask to turn off your cell phones here? Yes. Mostly that the, they don't work here, which is good. <laughs> oh, oh n- nice. <coughs> uh, our places sometimes rings. 
you know, while we're doing meditation. But I sometimes I support them, not make them feel bad. Mm-hmm. And says when the cell phone rings, comes up, take it and open it mm-hmm. to not irritate, meditate. Mm-hmm. Because this samsara, there's a lot of sufferings everywhere. If we want to uh, run away from that, escape that, impossible. But taking it in, feel whole, part of whatever is arises in there. Feel comfortable with that and okay with that. And not, you know, feel as like irritated or not censored with like that, you know, problem as a problem. So then I think there is a more relaxation possible. Thank you. So, um, oh, there's a couple of questions. Okay, then, actually, yeah. I have a question. So, will you go okay. first, and then, and I'll. I'll yeah. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I didn't know I was going to ask this question, but um, the whole thing with ISIS and um, the, it, the ISIS, the terrorist. Um, <laughs> How do we open to that? Where, um, first of all, I know that anything another human does, I'm capable of. I really appreciate that understanding within myself. And yet I also see myself making walls and wanting to run from all that they do, they, not me. See, I I draw that line. I see that. So I would appreciate your commenting on how, because the media, although we have no television, we don't watch the news, I mean, it's always there, and it's going to get worse, because that's part of their mission, it seems, or at least as part of the uh, mission of the media here. Okay. Um, well, there's uh, two ways of looking this, I think. Maybe even uh, three ways of looking. One way is that um, Buddha's taught there is an uh, ignorance we all sentient beings with and being ignored. So that is the practices and meditations we try to waken from that to really, you know, eliminate that and transform to that. But it's those who still haven't got to fully kind of, you know, understanding of this uh, respect in human and all those things, you know, live with this ignorance or had this, a kind of no choice almost. So think of that way. There is a, like difficult to have a hatred or anger for them. So themselves is ignored. And there is ignored in each, each uh, end. So, but then there is absolutely, I think, true to 
this end. So if you have fully kind of confident or trust or something, that this ignorance, what the actions were making is like kind of destroy the trust of, uh, uh, you know, between human beings. But then if you're taking that into really personal and uh, heart and brain and thoughts, and then eventually this energy of that thoughts and concern worry goes back to depth of um, stress, body, mind, spirit, and kind of then almost oneself could be diet with this whole ignorance. So therefore, in a way, it's kind of a letting it just pass through these situations. But it's your awareness, so you, you know, you can sense a sense of awareness and, you know, soft, be careful, or whatever, those kind. So you're doing it, but then it's uh, just, uh, you're not being an caught and thoughts in a negative what action they've done. So thinking of that all the time or carrying at that experience in everywhere, so you won't see all those, you know, um, same rays of those people or something. I mean, no, necessarily. It's like all these people have like the great varieties of uh, their mind and their capacity and their bodhicitta and so, like, this is uh, some people who has the most, you know, ignorance or whatever they call like. Then, that's a wrong, wrong action. So, it's we cannot cover that to think everyone must be like that. If you think of that way, then I think it's uh, our mind is kind of, you know, again cover with ignorance. So, but just like to. Be awareness and be um, open-hearted. Even though you know Buddhist beliefs, prayers can help. Prayers to solve and you know energies that you can send. But if our side, we hold some dark feelings, you know, hold that to them, and it's kind of you know that darkness and, you know, dislike energies sending us a prayer or sending to that to them, it's some other contribution. So just sending a little more, you know, uplift energy and best wishes. But mind be smart and awareness, you know. So that's as one way. And then other ways, there's, I'll say, there's three things, but, you know, that's just in general, maybe practical more thing. And then other ways, like when you do practices, sometimes then you can think of, you know, open heart bodhicitta or loving kindness. If it's, that's a big thing. But um, meditation, maybe reverse fear and hatred into love and kindness. So as a meditation practices, if you can do that. It's just, there's called Buddhist called Donglen, mm-hmm. or some like that way. I think it helps for to feel, heal those 
negative-minded peoples and sending kind of this uh, feelings for them. So, then otherwise, the third one is just, you know, stays in neutral. Stays in neutral mental action. But be, be awareness. Thank you. So we're close to time here, so I think that's a good note to end on since we live in a troubled world and how we bring the fruit of our practice, whether it's compassion, forgiveness, awareness, insight, um, beautiful to, to embody those qualities. So thank you very much, Rinpoche, for coming here, bringing your teachings and sharing us your practices. <coughs> And um, as we said earlier, there is um, uh, copies of uh, Rinpoche's book for sale, and he's happy to stay behind and uh, sign them. And also just to know that one thing I didn't mention in my introduction is, um, so Kelly Rinpoche's monastery in Tibet, um, he, it's a uh, very old monastery that's uh, in a long-term process of being renovated and restored after the uh, the uh, being destroyed somewhat um, by the Chinese invasion. And um, he also has many other projects, including a school for uh, the boys in the village and educating the monks um, and so many other uh, interesting social projects. And so you can find out more information about uh, Rinpoche and his uh, his center in um, Whitby Island, but also his really important work uh, in Tibet by going to, someone tell me, uh, spirit? And how do you spell that? Okay, so there's flyers in the back, K-I-L-U-N-G dot org. Um, so for more information, also if you wish to offer donations and whatnot, it would be very greatly appreciated. So thank you again, Rinpoche. If there's anything else you'd like to share? I'd like <coughs> to share warm gratitude with all of you. This is so wonderful. I have been here uh, one once, um, many years ago, with uh, Jack, so we've been talking like this, and uh, i really like to send all of the best wishes for Jack, he's not here, and all of you, and uh, gratitude for um, Mark, thank you for his generosity, giving me a lot of his time tonight, you know, so... Very you have not much left. <laughs> so, thank you. Best wishes for your meditation progression in every day's life that your, um, your meditation has become support, great support for every day's life. Thank you. So. Thank you. And please check out the book. I, I've been reading it, and it's an exceptionally clear guide to uh, stages of meditation practice. So thank you, everybody. Take good care.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.